0: I got to say, and maybe you would agree, hopefully you would agree that being an entrepreneur is the best. Like I haven't had a job since 2009 and I don't want one. I don't want to go back to working for someone else. I like owning my own business and owning my time and doing work that I am excited about and doing it the way I want to do it and working with the people I want to work with. I also like that there's no limit to my income and I have complete flexibility of where I work and when I work. There's so many benefits to working for yourself, owning your own company, being an entrepreneur and it's easier than ever, right, today to become a digital entrepreneur, which is what I help you do each and every week on this show, which ultimately helps you build a life that you love. So if it's so great, why are we going to talk about it being dangerous? Uh, That's the topic of today's episode I think there are a million dangers to being an entrepreneur. And two weeks ago, we talked about the four entrepreneur types and personalities. And each one of those, as wonderful as they are, and I've been all four, have a dark side. And you probably feel some of the negatives, right? There's cons to everything. But what I think is the most dangerous thing, it really boils down to one word. And you know what that word is? More, more. We're gonna unpack that in just a second. And we're gonna unpack the counter- balance to that word. And I think this is going to get real. And I hope that uh, you can be honest with yourself. And if you're a newer entrepreneur, hopefully this will be a good warning sign for you about what is possible on the negative side of things for you down the future. So my hope is to point out the dangers so you can put in some guardrails so that you can thrive, stay in business for decades and decades, serve a ton of people, make a great living, and have a lot of fun doing it. So let's unpack this dangerous word more. Welcome back to the Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm unpacking the mindset, strategies, and habits of helping you build a profitable and life giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. Let me know if you've been enjoying these episodes. We've been bringing in a lot of guests this year, going back and forth between some solo episodes, um, some interview style episodes. I've been having a blast interviewing some of these incredible people, and we've got a ton that we have already recorded in the can ready for you. I cannot wait for you to have a backseat to some of these conversations, which are really, really powerful. We've had some heavy hitters on the show, and I secretly just get to be in like a mini masterclass, get like a mini coaching session from them. So I'm doing it for me as much as I am for you, but I'm excited about these episodes. Hopefully you've been enjoying those as well. But I love these solo episodes because I have a lot of ideas I want to workshop with you and a lot of things that I really believe are important for you and I to thrive in our businesses. So we're going to unpack one of those today. I want to give something for you, though, tactical in your hands. If you haven't already started your passive income business or you haven't launched a passive income arm of your business, this is a great way to stabilize client work or a service-based business. Or if you've never launched your online business, it's the best business model, in my opinion, because it's predictable, it's dependable, and it's not tied to how many hours you work, well, then I've got something for you. It's my passive income workshop where I will teach you how to make your first $1,000 a month of passive income, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to work on it. That's right, you can start this on the side. It's super juicy, very tactical, very didactic. It's an on-demand video workshop. So just go sign up for it so you can watch it whenever you are ready to. And then more importantly than that, do it do the thing that I tell you to do in that video. It's made me millions of dollars. But more importantly, it's stabilized my income and removed me from the machine so that I get paid even when I'm not working, which is so powerful. I want you to have a taste of that. Even if you only had a thousand dollars a month coming in for doing no work, wouldn't that be worth it? I think so. So you can check it all out at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. If you're watching on YouTube, I will link to it below in the description as well. Grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay. I love being an entrepreneur, like I said, but it's dangerous, and there are a lot of dangers we could talk about, but let's talk about what I think is the most dangerous thing, and it all circles and and orbits around this one word, which is more, more. You could always have more. I think that's what I love about entrepreneurship is that you could always have more. You could have more customers. There's literally no end to the number of customers you could serve. Um, You could have more money. It's a huge reason why a lot of us get into business is we're capped. I used to make $30,000 a year. The last J-O-B I had, that's what I made, $30,000 a year. That's, that's not really enough for me and my family to live off of. Certainly not to be able to run amok and have a lot of fun, right? So... I wanted more money. At the time, I just needed some money because I was broke. So I wasn't even thinking about, mm, could I increase my standard of living? I just needed to survive, which is what made me start a business. But then once I saw that thing grow after 18 to 24 months, I realized, ooh, there, there's more here. I I could imagine a, a nicer lifestyle for myself. It's something I never let myself dream about because I never thought I'd have money. So more money is a wonderful thing. More publicity, right? You could always have more publicity. There's more publications I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to reach more people, get on bigger podcasts. More fame, right? That feels good. When more people know about you and are talking about how awesome your material is and how helpful it is, it feels good. Um. But these are, aren't really helpful things, though, at the same time, right? Because of the fact that there's more out there to be had, the idea of possibility is so important and wonderful. And so don't mishear me. This is not an episode against entrepreneurship or the word more. We'll unpack this at the end. So if you're wondering, well, Graham, don't you talk about ambition being a good thing? Didn't you do a very, uh, you know, transparent and and honest episode about your desire for more. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second, but let's just address the, the reality of the dangers of the word more. What we come into with entrepreneurship is this incredible, you know, blank slate of anything's possible. And really it is. That's the beauty of capitalism. It's the beauty of business. It's the beauty of the digital economy. Man, anything is possible for more people than ever before. You know, don't, don't buy into all the lies of like, Oh, well, it's getting harder and harder for people to get ahead. It has never been easier for people to get ahead. Can I say that? It, there's, it's never been easier. There's no one holding you back. There's more opportunities to start a business for zero dollars than ever before. I did an entire episode. Like when I was in college, it, that wasn't even possible. First of all, you kind of had to go to college. People were getting business degrees. Now you don't even have to finish high school if you, if you can get access to a smartphone you can you can build a business don't even need a smart smartphone to do that but like there are it's so much easier to get ahead today than ever before so don't listen to the news don't listen yes there's broken parts of our system yes there's bad actors in this game always will be always have been that's nothing new Stop making excuses if you haven't gotten ahead. It's up to you, and it's easier than ever to get ahead than ever before. So there's more possibility. That's another word I should have put in there in my list. More possibility, which is wonderful, right? There's there's unlimited wealth to be created. Here's the problem. There's more possibility unlimited wealth to be created. Why is this a problem? Well, think about it. When you started your business, how much money did you want to make? If you've been in business for, let's say, five years or longer, what was the number? Do you remember? Do you remember what the man? If I could just make three thousand dollars a month, or fifty thousand dollars a year, what was your number of like man? I will, I will have known that I've made it at least. Like everything is good, and like I've replaced a salary, or I can pay my bills, and that. What was that initial amount? Sometimes we call it TMI, Target Monthly Income. What was that for me? It was three thousand dollars a month. And then it was $60,000 a year because that would replace both my $30,000 a year salary and my wife's $30,000 a year salary, which we no longer had. We'd left our home and moved, moved 1,000 miles away and we had a baby. And so Shay was just at home with, with our baby and it was just me trying to do something. So I was like, man, if I could replace both of our salaries, like it'd be, am- it'd be amazing. So $60,000 a year. So whatever that number was, and let's assume that you've hit it, this, if you're brand new to business, you may not have hit it yet. That's totally fine. But for those of you who have hit it, what did you do once you hit it? Probably probably did what I did, which is like, wow, could we, could we double this? Could we triple this? Could we 10X this? Could we 20X this? I've done all the above. Can we 40X this? Which is fun at first. Don't get me wrong. When I first crossed over the $100,000 a year mark. I bought a minivan for cash and put a down payment on a newer, nicer house in a nicer neighborhood and kept our old house and rented it out as a rental. Felt like I was living the dream. It's fun. When does it end? That's the question. Where, where does that end? The lure of more is both wonderful because it can call us up to possibility and it's both tragic because it never ends. It, it it beckons us to go on a journey that has no destination, no end. It calls you to run a race that literally has no finish line, which is really hard to do, by the way. It is hard to run a 5K, a 10K, a marathon. But imagine if you ran a marathon, but you don't actually know where the finish line is. Is this 26.2 miles or Okay, you just reach that mile marker. Or you're tracking on your your Apple Watch like I think I've run now 27 miles. Is there a finish line coming up here? How do you pace yourself if you don't know where the end is? It's really hard to run and run and run and run and run, just wondering what's around the corner, what's around the corner. Also, if you never have a destination, you never get to arrive, which sounds very obvious, but what what does that mean? If you're on a road trip, road trips are fun. I like to drive. I don't know about you, but I love to just hit the road and drive. But I still want to end up somewhere, even if it's just a crash for the night at a hotel so I can have something to eat, take off my shoes, get on a bed, lay down, sleep. I don't want to just keep driving forever. I want to arrive somewhere so I can enjoy a destination and ultimately wherever that end goal is, the place I want to be. This is the problem of more. You could always have more. Again, here's a list of more that you could have. More customers, more money, more publicity, more fame. What about these? More strategies? <laughs> How many strategies are there to grow your business? How exciting is that when you start to get new strategies? Maybe you've gotten some for me. And you've implemented them and they've worked and they've scaled your business. And then you find some more. And maybe you start to unpack all of my content you didn't know I had. And you dive in deeper. Maybe you take my course, you know, Automatic Income Academy. Or you jump into my six-figure coaching community. And there's new strategies every month. Which is wonderful. Until it isn't. What if you start to follow some of my colleagues in the space and other incredible entrepreneurs and coaches who are teaching you incredible strategies? It's like going to a buffet where the food is really good. So I'm not talking about like Old Country Buffet or Golden Corral. I'm talking about you're at Vegas and you know you're paying fifty to hundred dollars you know a head to come in and there's like crab legs and you know the food is amazing like filet mignon you know the, whatever you want and it's really well done and you're like oh my gosh so much possibility. The beginning of a buffet is so much fun, <laughs> and then halfway through the buffet, if it's good, you're just like oh man, I just I'm full and I I don't even have room on my pl- 13 plates that, I, I mean, I just got to stop, you know? The more of it gets old at best. At worst, the more of it if you keep shoving it in, it'll kill you, right? We do this with strategies. The more business growth and scaling strategies we get, the more fun it gets, until it gets past this point, and it 's no longer fun, it 's actually overwhelming it 's actually a burden because then you imagine you 're doing a, a strategy, imagine you 're doing some of my strategies you 're doing content marketing, marketing you 've got a, a great evergreen funnel, and, and then you see you know a, a Facebook ad strategy that someone's talking about. you know well grant doesn 't talk about Facebook ad strategies; he actually makes fun of them, but I, I wonder I wonder if I should go do that Facebook ad strategy, and you know what you could, and I have really good friends that are crushing it with Facebook ads. But now you go over and you implement that strategy. And then, okay, is that takeaway from it? What about the content marketing strategy? Oh, well, I see a lot of people doing challenges. Maybe I should do a challenge strategy. So I'm going to start doing my, my challenges. Oh, you know what? I see some people doing paid challenges, not free challenges. Maybe I should be doing paid challenges. I see so many of my students get caught in this trap of, I'm looking for a new strategy. I'm looking for a new strategy. I am looking for a new strategy i want to slap them. Like, Why? Why are you looking for more strategies? You just need one good strategy and you can make millions of dollars. Like, friend, I have made millions of dollars, not by knowing all the strategies, but by knowing a handful of things and using them a lot. I know a little, I should know a lot, but I, I take a little and I use it a lot. I get a lot of mileage out of those strategies. It's not creative, but it works. But this is one of the traps I see of my students jumping from thing to thing, shiny object syndrome of strategy. Oh, I saw an ad. I saw somebody in the Kajabi Facebook group saying they're doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. They're writing a book. They're doing free plus shipping, you know, funnel with their book. Maybe I should write a book so I can do free. Sure, sure. But where does it end? More strategies is not always a good thing. What about this? More work hours. More work hours, friend. This is something even I fall prey to. Like, I hate working a lot. I've made a living working as little as possible and teaching other people to work as little as possible. Like, I'm, I'm the work as little as possible guy. That's why I love Tim Ferriss' The 4-Hour Work Week. Like, I, I basically have one. It takes me about four to five man hours of my time per week to keep things running. And yet, there's always this pull of, well, I, you know, I could work more. I could do more content. I could spend a little bit more time answering some more questions in the community. I could check email one more time. It never it never ends. Like I, I'm not like immune to that. It's like a voice saying, Graham, crack open the laptop. There's more to be done. You're working so little, bro. Imagine if you forexed your hours and worked maybe 20 hours a week, you might forex your income, which I know is not true. That's the reason why I can work so fewer hours is because I'm still doing the things that people working 40 to 50 hours a week are doing, getting the same results, just I'm, I'm eliminating all the, the useless stuff that they do and only doing what really matters. So I know that's a lie, but it's, I want to believe it sometimes. And I see it all the time in this world, which is, it's very common. Work more hours, work more hours. It's like a badge of honor how many hours we work, but okay, but where does that end? You know, 40 is certainly not enough to impress anybody. 60, well, a lot of people are working 60. You now. You gotta be working 80 to 100 minimum per week to be in that upper echelon of like Tim Cook, CEO of Apple type, you know, Elon Musk, especially in his early days. Like the guys that would brag about their 100 hour work weeks. You know, Ariana Huffington of the Huffington Post, although until there was a point where her adrenal glands, I think, blew out. Like Like a lot of people, she just had this, her body gave out. So I don't I don't I don't think she's working nearly as many hours now. She's she's talked about this extensively. But she was one of those people that was just working all the time. Very common. Especially the more successful you are, the stronger that pull. So more work hours. How about this? More optimizations or tweaks. Friend, you can only tweak your funnel or the colors of the buy now buttons on your sales page or the hook on your website, but so many times, like I get it test and A, B test and check, you know, sure. But at some point just, just stop. Like you, you, there's unlimited things. There's always going to be more optimizations you can make and, and the lure and then the lie is going to like draw you in of like, Hey, if you just did some more tweaks to your sales funnel, it might unlock a dam of of, of orders flooding in. It might maybe, probably not, honestly. I mean, I've been doing this for 14 years, just about. Like get it good, but the lure of more optimizations and tweaks is dangerous, right? So what do we do about this? What's the counterbalance? What's the counterweight to more? Right? If, if this is getting really, really heavy, we need something to, to, to raise it back up to counter, counteract it, right? Well, it's also another word, and you might have guessed it. It's a very powerful word. It's a word that can completely change your life. It's a word that I'm, I'm desperately trying to adhere to and massage into the nooks and crannies of everything in my life. Guess what that word is? Enough. Enough. If you know what enough is in your business... You'll be unstoppable. Unstoppable. You can take that same list and just put the word enough in front of everything instead of the word more. What if you had enough customers or clients? Wow, what would that look like? Not needing more customers. Not needing to add more clients. Not needing to get on Instagram. You know, DM me the word, you know, coach, in, you know, and I'll, and I'll get you my coaching rates or put in the chat, you know, Success, if you want me to reach out and tell you about my coaching pack, Like, what if you didn't have to get any more customers because you had enough? What if you had enough money? What if you had enough money? I don't know if you are um, a spiritual person or not, but every morning, the first thing I do when I wake up after making a cup of coffee, I'll be honest, I got a really nice espresso machine, push button, grinds beans, coffee. Is life, but after making a cup of coffee, I sit down and I spend time with my Bible and my journal and time in prayer. So I I do a couple of things. One, I, I read through the Bible. Uh, th- uh, read through the Bible in a year. Um, so if you use like the U version Bible app, they have a bunch of Bible reading plans. But I'm doing right this year. I'm doing reading through the Bible chronologically. So there's a there's like the readings of here. Read these chapters today. So I read those chapters. Um, but then I open up my journal and I sort of always put the date and I journal sometimes like things I'm excited about, things I'm grateful for, challenges I have coming up um, in my personal life, in my work life. Um, and if there are certain verses that stood out to me in my reading or a verse that I heard somewhere else and I want to unpack that verse in the Bible a bit more, I use an app called Blue Letter Bible which is a super helpful free app for looking at cross-references of of Bible verses, which is the best way to study the Bible, let the Bible interpret itself with other parts of the Bible as opposed to just you interpreting it. Like The Bible can interpret itself. Um, So seeing where else this is talked about in the Bible. So I use Blue Letter Bible for that. I look at the original Greek and Hebrew words, so I'm not just basing off of the English translation. Since I read English, it wasn't written in English. It was written in Greek and Hebrew and a little bit of Aramaic. And so you can look at what the original text means for context. It's very helpful. So I do some of that. Um, and then I, I pray. I, I I thank God for all the gifts he's given me. I pray for things that I really need his help with. Uh, and then I also listen, which is a huge part of prayer. Some people call this meditation. So I'm sitting in silence, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, So instead of having a one-way conversation with God, it would be weird to be like me just talking to my wife and never, ever stopping to listen to what she has to say because believe it or not, God actually is speaking all the time. I'm working on this, the hearing part. I'm good at talking, not so much at hearing, but I'm working on it. All that to say, a couple of weeks ago, um, we've been working with a new financial advisor and I've got a new tax advisor and there's a lot of, you know, it's, our, our finances have gotten more complicated over the years and we're, we're getting some, some counsel on some, some big moves we're making, some things we're doing. And so my head's been spinning with all these financial possibilities, things that I didn't even know existed that are possible um, at certain income levels and, and it, like more money, more problems, more challenges. It's, so I need more help. So I was getting overwhelmed. Um, and so I was praying about that. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to know? Which is always a great question. What do you want me to know about all this financial stuff and our money conversations we're having. And you know what I felt him say to me instantly and not, I don't mean I hear it audibly, but like a thought comes to my mind. Like if you are quiet and you stop for a second and you say your name to yourself in your head, that that's, that's the, how God sounds in your head to me. It sounds the same. Sounds like a thought that I would have, but it came instantly. I said, well, what do you want me to know about this money stuff? And you know what? I heard him say, you have enough. (laughs) man, you have enough. And then you know what I heard immediately after this, after that, enjoy it, enjoy it. Which is interesting because I've had a run in the last six weeks of God telling me to enjoy all kinds of things. Started writing my new book, stressed out about like, this is a really important book. I really believe in this book and this message and I heard him say, just enjoy the process. Enjoy it. What a sweet thing to say, by the way. Just enjoy it. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's so like goal-oriented that I can just achieve, 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 and actually never stop to enjoy the process. So for me, that's like a good word. I need to hear that. But he said, you have enough. I said, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> and I started to think, what, what would my life feel like um, if I really believed that that were true? If I really believed, yeah, I have enough. You know, because I'm young. I'm, I've got decades and decades um, ahead of me, and and I feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey. So I imagine I'll be making more and more and more and more money. And uh, it just was a fascinating thought exercise. I started to write down what would be true if I actually had enough. What would what would be true? And I started to write down. Well, this would be true, and this would be true, and I wouldn't have to stress about this, and I could enjoy this, and I could blah blah blah. Man, what a thoughtful exercise for you. I'm not saying I want you to not pursue more money but what if for a moment you actually believed you had enough that your income level was enough what if it did stay the same would that be okay I don't know I'm not telling you that it should be I'm just something to think about what about enough achievements like the counterbalance to more achieving is enough achieving what if you've achieved enough what if you've Achieved enough for one lifetime? (laughs) I don't know. We we live in a culture, at least in America, where that sounds crazy. Like we're a bunch of overachievers. We we laud people that achieve and achieve and achieve and achieve, and our system is like, do more, do more, do more. Like you'd be considered lazy if you walked around saying, "I've achieved enough." Be like, how old are you? Get back to work. (laughs) What about enough effort? What if, what, what if you were putting in enough effort in your business and you didn't have to put in more effort? What if what you were doing is enough? Related to that, what if, what if you were working enough work hours? May, what if working more hours wasn't the goal? What if you ha- you're working enough? You're probably working too much anyway. You could probably double your results and work half the time. That's, that's neither here nor there, but... Go follow any of my other stuff, the 80-20 rule, Pareto's principle, Parkinson's law. Put those two together. Read Tim Ferriss' as The 4-Hour Work Week. Most of you could 2X your income working half the time. But what if you were working enough work hours? What if you had made enough optimizations and tweaks in your business? What if, what if you could be done tweaking, optimizing? How would that feel? What if you had enough strategies in your toolbox? What if you had all the strategies you need to, to make all the money you need, to reach all the people you need, to accomplish all the things you need. What if you had enough strategies? Am I telling you I don't want you to join my membership? <laughs> I don't know. No, because it's not about strategies. The biggest part about the membership is the ongoing coaching and the community. But man, what if you didn't need more strategies? How would that feel? So let's land this plane. Because the question that maybe comes up for you and certainly comes up for me is well. what about goals, dreams, and ambitions? I don't think it's wrong to want more or to want to achieve more. I used to think that. And I talked about this a bit a month or so ago in a very candid episode about um, confessions of a seven-figure business owner. Some of the things I was wrestling with in the last 12 months about I've achieved like everything I ever set out to achieve pretty much and made more money and given away more money and saved more money than I ever thought possible at especially this age. And I felt weird. I just, I didn't know if I should just chill out or reach for more and, and why. And I had this whole, you can listen to the episode, but where I landed was I feel like I want more and specifically I want more impact in the world. Like I want to reach a lot more people with even more profound messages than just how to make money or grow a business. That's why I'm writing this new book. You'll hear more about that as we go. But how do you go about reaching for more? Because how you go about doing it, how you go about reaching for that goal, more, that more, whatever it is, is critical. The how is critical. So what you need to do is, again, these two words work so well together. You need to identify what the enough is in order to achieve the more. You need to identify what the enough is in order to achieve the more. So what I mean by this is don't just blindly chase more money or more impact or more achievement. Figure out what effort or strategies are necessary to accomplish your goal. And don't do any more than that. Like, do the bare minimum. I'm giving you permission to do the minimum effective dose. Don't do any more. I mean, don't do any less because it won't work. But figure out what's the minimum it's going to take. What's the enough? This is enough work hours per week. This is enough effort. This is enough of a strategy. This is enough optimization to achieve the more I want to get. Even if there's a new more I want to reach out to and I want to reach out for and I want to like 2X my, my audience impact, what's, what's the one strategy, the, the, the certain amount of work hours per week and the certain amount of tweaks I need to make in order to reach that and I'll just do enough of that and, and leave the rest to come. Do enough to reach your goals of more, but no more than that. Again, I don't think more is bad, but how you go about achieving more, it makes a difference. And what comes to mind for me, maybe this will help you as we wrap this up, is a little analogy of a farmer who's planting seeds. I like how the Bible actually uses farming and seed planting analogies a lot because it just makes sense. It's a great visual. Let's imagine you want to grow a bunch of apple trees. Um, how do you grow apple trees? Well, you need apple seeds, right? So you do need something. That's a good strategy. Um, and you just figure out how many seeds you need to plant. You figure out a good place to plant them, good soil. And there's a couple of things you need to commit to. You need to commit to watering. You need to commit to probably weeding that garden or that orchard so the weeds don't choke out the trees. That's about it. What's, what's enough seeds, enough of a good soil and space to plant them, enough watering, enough weeding. That's about all you can control. The rest to reach the more, to reach the growth, to reach the fruit, literally. You don't, you can't do anything else about it. All you can control is your faithfulness, is your diligence, is your commitment to what you can control. The rest you gotta. it's the weather. God, can, God brings the rain. God brings the sun. You can show up and plant the seeds. You can make sure the soil is good. You can weed. You can even prune back things. That's it, though. So that would be a healthy relationship to planting. You do what you can control. You do enough of all those things. Sit back and wait for the fruit to come. An unhealthy part farmer would do this. He would plant seeds. He would water it. And then the next day he'd go back out and dig it all up again. Where, 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 are, the, where are the trees? Where are the apple trees? <sighs> put, it, put it back down. More water, more water. Like checking the weather app. When's the sun coming back out? You know? Going out the next day, digging it up. Where's, where's the fruit? Impatience. What, like, what else gotta, do I got to do to get this fruit to grow? Nothing, bro. Like, things take time. Not to be graphic or weird but like if you get pregnant there's nothing you can do to speed up the baby's development. Like babies take on average 9 months to grow. I think everybody knows that. Like you can't do any more to get that baby out faster or to grow that baby healthier or bigger. Like you do what you can do. You know, if if you're a woman and you're pregnant, you know you do your best to eat healthy and Keep yourself in good shape and rested and hydrated. Like basically, you can, you can take care of yourself to take care of your baby, but then you wait. And that can either frustrate you, certainly frustrated me in the past, or it can free you because you're like, you know what, I'm doing enough. I am doing enough. And the more will come if I do the enough. You see how they're connected? So the dangerous thing about being an entrepreneur, is you could always have more or do more. Where does that end? It won't unless you define what your enough is in all of these areas and it's up to you. Like Literally, it is completely up to you and there's no right or wrong. There is no shame. There's no big plate, small plate like, well, he's playing big, she's playing small. No, no, it's not playing small to define your enough because like I said, enough doesn't mean you don't chase after more. Enough gives you peace. Enough allows you to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process and enjoy the fruit of your labor knowing that you're gonna do your part but you're gonna leave the rest up to God. You're gonna leave the rest up to market forces that you can't control. You are gonna be at peace with that. It's a better way to live. What do you think? You resonate with that? Where, where are you pursuing more in your business in an unhealthy way? Where are the goalposts keep moving further and further away as you reach them to the point where you're like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. Which area is that? And how would you define enough for you? Leave me a comment below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to this show, I want you to think about these things this week, more and enough, simple words, powerful words, connected words. It can go either way. Hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I like unpacking some of this stuff. And of course, if you haven't already, you want to know the enough of launching a passive income business. You should watch my passive income workshop. I'll tell you what it takes. Nothing more, nothing less. It's a video on-demand workshop. You can grab your copy. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. All right, my friend. Good luck processing this. That's your homework for this week. Define enough for yourself in these areas and watch what happens. Watch as the weight lifts. You're more freed up to pursue more without the pressure. See you on another episode real soon.